Hello and welcome to The Plotting Shed. You're listening to Rachel McCarty, founder of plotplots.com and author of the book I Want to Like My Garden. Each week, The Plotting Shed discusses different aspects of garden design, but we focus on things that other books don't really talk about. I hope you enjoy this podcast and do please hit the subscribe now button so you don't miss another episode. Well, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whether you're listening to me walking the dog in the park or you're driving home, thank you very much for tuning in and downloading another edition of The Plotting Shed. I hope you've all had a really good week. Every space deserves a garden and balcony gardens or tiny courtyard gardeners have a very specific range of issues and problems that if you think about them and you work with them, you can create a really beautiful garden. But if you don't work with them, you can make yourself a whole load of work and have a very underwhelming display. So I thought I'd talk about the problems associated with balcony gardens and small courtyard gardens. And what I think is the best way to go about creating one if you are if you only have a space like that. But I thought I would go and have a look on go and have a bit of the Google first and just thought if you type in what does everyone else see? when they get images and they're looking for inspiration and ideas. And I typed in, you know, balcony garden ideas. And I've been scrolling through all the images on Pinterest and Google and everything. And, well, everything is always shown at its best, isn't it? I mean, there are some balcony gardens that are fabulous and they look amazing and they're lush and they're tropical and they're green and all sorts of things. And it's very easy to be seduced into thinking that that's what you should be creating or that's what you can create. And there are some really specific problems that balconies, especially balconies, need to address before you can think about growing. So this is my take. And as you know, I always come at it from the sideways point of view. I don't get taken in by all the glossy images. What I'm trying to do is give you the really hard nuggets of facts and understanding so that you make correct decisions. Because... If you can get your garden looking right and it works well and it doesn't take an awful lot of effort to look after and the plants thrive and survive, you use less work, less maintenance, there's less waste. It's a much more sustainable way of gardening as well as it being a much more sensible way of gardening. Balconies and small space gardens where you don't have soil, where you don't have ground to be able to plant into you are always creating a garden in a container now plants did not evolve to grow with their root systems above ground even though you're putting them in soil the the container itself is above ground and that throws up some very specific environmental issues for the plant it is not a natural place for a plant to grow. So by putting a plant in an unnatural environment, 
you automatically have to increase the amount of looking after and maintenance that that plant needs because it can't do it all by itself. So what problems does having a balcony garden or a small courtyard throw up that the plant will need extra help and support in order to thrive? What are those conditions? Well, aside from the space issue, the main problem with these types of gardens is the maintenance. The maintenance of the plants and their ability for the plants to look after themselves, because if they can't, you have to. And balconies and courtyard gardeners have a unique little microclimate but you need to think about it in different terms in, in the way that the plant would need to understand where it's growing in order to choose the right plants and the right way to grow. Everyone considers the weight issue. Put heavy big pots on a balcony or a roof garden or what have you, it's an, or you're in a courtyard, you've got to get the pots through the building, you've got to get the soil up the stairs. So there is a weight issue. So everyone tries to choose lightweight pots plants that um, you know you don't have to have a great deal of soil with and so we can easily transport those out onto the balcony. So yes that is an issue but that also causes itself its own problem. Because you are growing next to a building or in a in amongst a collection of buildings there are some specific environmental issues that you need to consider. Firstly all balconies and courtyard gardens tend to have a microclimate because of the radiant heat that the buildings give out. So if you have an enclosed courtyard, the radiant heat from all the four walls creates a much more hot, dry, arid environment. There's less movement of air, there's less rainfall that can get in because of the rain shadows that the buildings create. So if you've got a really sunny balcony and you put your plants on there, they're going to get heated up, not just from the sun, but they're also going to get heated up from the walls behind them. Now that can be an advantage because you can grow slightly more tender plants in some areas. But what it does mean is that the amount of evaporation that that plant will experience is much greater than it would be in a normal garden environment because the heat from the buildings will dry the air and that will make the plant perspire more, it will lose water through its leaves much more quickly. You also need to consider that there are potentially much greater temperature variations, especially if you're slightly higher up, the temperature gets cooler it also gets windier but the sun can also be you know that little bit more intense so the, the plants that you have will be perfectly happy in the ground but in a balcony that same plant coming out of the soil might struggle because simply because it gets hotter at night time it gets colder so the bigger wider variation of temperature can stress a plant as well now that may sound like it makes it difficult to grow things on a patio, but it isn't. It, there are lots and lots of plants that will grow really, really well on, the pati on patios and on balconies and in courtyards if you get the right type of plant. 
But you have to think like a plant. You can't think like a person. So start to think like a plant and think what environment is my balcony? And it is one of three things. It will be a sun trap. It might be a shady cave. Or it might be the equivalent of a mountain top. And so whatever the environment that your balcony or courtyard is, think like a plant and think what plant would thrive in those conditions. The containers that I am going to have to use will have to deal with those conditions as well. I was looking at balcony planters and coming up and seeing what comes up on the internet. And again, there's loads and loads of really, really good planters and containers that you can use on the balconies. There are fiberglass pots that you can use, there are plastic pots that you can use, but there's also quite a lot of metal pots which look very lovely and you can hang these over the balcony railings. But consider this point. If you're in a sun trap and you've got radiant heat coming from the walls and you put the plants in a pot in a, which is metal, you are creating an environment where simply you're just going to cook the roots. They will get super hot in the sunshine in the summer and then the metal will extract heat from the soil in the winter and freeze them more quickly. So the containers that you have to use have to reduce the stress load on the plant from the temperature variations. So I would always recommend that metal containers and these zinc and aluminium containers that you get probably are not the best option. You want one with a low thermal property in that the container itself doesn't heat up much and it doesn't cool down much. In that, I would then always recommend that you insulate inside the container again, because it's the temperature variation at the roots that will determine how well the plant will grow. So if you can keep that temperature variation minimal, you help the plant develop and thrive. Now space on a balcony is always an issue and also in a courtyard. And if you look on my website for small space gardening, you'll see that I talk a lot about dead space. And if in any tiny garden environment, you can minimize dead space, you maximize the, the usable space. And in a balcony, for example, where could you create dead space? Well, if you use these railing planters that you can hang over the railing, then directly underneath those planters is space that it's not easy to put anything. You might be able to get some other plants under there, which will be great if you can. If you put a hanging basket or a wall planter on the wall of the property, Again, the space underneath it, you can't necessarily put anything there because the water will drip out of the planter and onto the balcony. So you can't sit under it. So that's a dead space. But there are some really good modular systems that you can now get that you can put the plants all in one space. Create a garden in one space. Pack it into one area because it makes it easier to water. The, the plants themselves are used to growing in and amongst other plants. It becomes a more natural environment that creates a little tiny microclimate for the plants. They will grow better together 
So there are lots of sometimes ladder planting systems. There's a company called Urban Balcony, which is U-R-B-N, which create these very beautiful, almost shelving systems for a balcony that you can put plants on. And they're lightweight and they're practical. But also if you use planters, think about having planters maybe with storage underneath. So you just have the plants at the top in a waterproof container and then underneath you've got storage space. So we're minimising dead space. So the big thing. What plants do you use in a balcony or a courtyard garden that has this problem of extra evaporation or arid atmosphere because of the radiant heat? Wind can be a problem because it's very blowy on a balcony. You're more exposed. And then you've got these temperature variations. So you've got to start thinking what plants would thrive. Now, Having looked at lots of pictures of balconies, you see them all over the place. People have geraniums and they have bulbs and they have spring bulbs and they have these trailing plants with bedding and lots of foliage. Well, start again thinking like the plant. If you are a plant with lots and lots of big green leafy fleshy foliage and you are placed in a hot, dry, arid place with exposed to the wind with temperature variations, you're going to expire your water very, very quickly. Now that might not be a problem, you say, because I'll just water them and fine, that's okay. But consider this, every plant is in a container. Gravity will draw the water through the container really quickly. So you know what it's like, you water the pot and you see the water coming out of the bottom. So if your growing medium doesn't allow that water to be captured and held, in the pot for long enough that the roots can extract it. All you're doing is just putting the plant under a shower. It just gets a little gasp of water and then the water runs out. So you have to think of what plants will thrive in those conditions because they've got to be able to get water quickly. When there's a bit of water, they've got to be able to draw it up into their root systems really quickly. So most of those plants are not going to be big fleshy leaved plants unless they are plants like succulents that thrive in arid conditions and have thicker stems and roots that retain the water. So I would suggest that things like bedding plants are not a good option unless you want to be out there two or three times a day watering and feeding and making sure that the, the, the compost and the soil mix is constantly wet. But there are lots of plants that will grow really, really well. Things to think of. You want to buy plants with skinny leaves because those don't expire and perspire and evaporate as quickly as big, as big soft leaves plants do. Grasses, carex, sedges. Look at plants if you get them go to the garden centre and you take the pot off. Has the root system got little nodules on it? Sort of lumpy bits. And those nodules are places where the plants store water. Things like irises, that big fleshy root that sits on the top of the surface, is a water store. 
if you take the pot off a pelagonium, you'll see soft, gentle white roots all the way through it and big fleshy leaves. That will dry out and shrivel very, very quickly. So go for skinny leaves. So grasses are great. Sedges are great. Fleshy leaves that can store the water in the plant. Fleshy roots so that, again, there is a water store already there and available. Look at the depth of the roots in the pot. If they're very shallow rooted, these plants are used to living in arid, dry conditions. When it rains, they've got to suck up water really quickly in order because it doesn't rain very much. So they need to get it into the plant as quickly as possible. Those sorts of plants will do well. But you might say, yeah, but they haven't really got flowers on, have they? Well, no, but that's because flowers are water intensive, nutrition intensive for, for the plants to produce. So big blousy flowers like petunia flowers are really hard for the plant to sustain in a tough environment. But there are, there's a whole range of plants that are specifically designed to grow on mountaintops. And let's face it, what are mountaintops? They have intense sunshine. They get wildly differing variations of temperature. They have poor, thin soil. It's really exposed and windy. But there are plants that will thrive there. Now, on a balcony, these plants come into their own even more because when you sit out there, you are up close with the plants. So these plants don't have massive big blousy flowers. They have small flowers. They have tiny little leaves, but they will thrive in a balcony condition. And because you're sitting right next to them, you can enjoy them. You can see them. They're not at your feet. So what are these plants? They're alpines, which are one plant that I don't really ever see many people using on a balcony, but they have some of the most exquisite flowers. And they will love growing on a balcony because it will mimic where their natural growing environment is, which means the plants will thrive. But it does mean that you have to rethink what you think a balcony planting or garden should look like and not use the images that you see on the internet. Now, it's fine if you want to create a garden like that. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. What I'm, what I'm just saying is that if you do, you're going to have to put your time and effort into maintaining those plants in an artificial environment. If that's what you want to do, great. Now, the last thing you do need to consider is the soil that you use for planting and stability. Because you are using lighter weight pots because you are using plants that, you know, and you are in an environment that can be really, really windy. You do not want things toppling over, falling off the balcony or getting damaged by the wind. So all of your planters should have some sort of ballast at the bottom. But because the plants that we're using don't need a great deal of soil, you can have, as I said, you can have a, pl a thin planter at the top with storage underneath. But do not ever use just a multi-purpose compost because you'll hear people say use it because it's lightweight. Well, yes, it is lightweight, 
But if we're only using a small amount of soil anyway, the weight isn't really the problem. The issue that you will have with a multipurpose compost is that it doesn't retain the moisture. It evaporates very quickly. So I would always recommend that you use plants that don't require deep soil, because then you keep the weight to down, but that you use topsoil in order that you can retain the moisture in that soil. You won't have a problem with drainage because they're in a pot and as long as the pot's got drainage holes, the water will drain away. The evaporation and the heat will cause, will not allow your plants to stand in, in fetid water. But if you then add to the soil some moisture retaining granules and there's some clay balls that you can add to soil and also some natural eco-friendly moisture retaining gel then when you do water those gel capsules will absorb that water really quickly and it'll give your plants that time to extract the water and grow really really well if you want to have spring flowers then use small spring bulbs in some of your pots because again these don't require a deep soil so things like daffodils and tulips re re need to be planted deeply but things like crocus and muscari don't need to be planted particularly deeply so they can sit underneath the soil where your alpines are and then they just pop up in the spring and you get those nice bright spring flowers but most importantly, they pop up when the temperature's not too hot and it's the sun's not too bright because they have slightly bigger leaves. They will then absorb that energy and disappear. So in the tough growing conditions in the summer, they're bedded now back down again, nice and dormant and, and ready to spring up the next, the next season. So get your colour on the balcony by using alpine flowers. Get your interest by using plants that move and dance with the wind. So as I said, grasses and sedges are really good. Look at plants that grow in hot, dry conditions. So deserts, hot sunshine, cold nights, fast evaporation, not a lot of water. All of those plants will grow well on a balcony garden. If you have a balcony that is shady, then you need to consider really tough plants that grow in really tough conditions of dry shade. Things like vinca, which I would never put in a garden, but it are fabulous in tough dry shade. Ivies, but I do think vinca's nicer than an ivy. Things like begonias, ferns, all of these are really tough plants that you can have a green effect on the balcony and you will have a garden, but you're putting the plants in it that are used to the conditions that your balcony has. Try not then to scroll through Pinterest images to see if you can get some inspiration. Do it the other way round. Think like a plant. Stand out on the balcony, stand in the courtyard and say, what will, what's the worst the weather will be here? And then look and find the plants that will thrive in those conditions. Then it's simply a question of once I know the plants that will work well in my conditions, what pots would they like to grow in? Will this pot heat up too much, get too cold? If it will, how can I insulate it? 
how much soil do I need to have for this plant to grow? So can you see by working backwards, you'll create a better garden than simply choosing a pot, putting a plant in it and popping it on the balcony. So I hope that's helped. And I will speak to you all next week. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening. Do please drop me a line, send me an email, tell me what you think, give me a picture of your balcony. I'd love to have a look. In the meantime, have a lovely week. I hope the weather is lovely where you are. Stay safe and enjoy your garden. Bye for now. I have been listening to Rachel McCartane of The Plotting Shed. If you've got any questions about this podcast, please email me, rachel at plantplots.com, or you visit the website with loads of different information on garden design and gardening advice, along with planting plans that you can download. You can look at the designs that we've created. So do take a look and please do hit the subscribe now button so you don't miss another episode. You can also donate if you go onto the website plantplots.com. There's a little button there saying you can buy me a coffee. So all donations will be hugely appreciated. Thank you very much. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your garden. Take care and stay well.